0: Here we go, guys. Any moment now, we're going to be loading up the current event show, guys. So, alright. Yeah, loading here is Hello, everybody. Here. My name is Ben Yuga. I am the president of the Zone 1 3 organization. <laughs> oh, wrong one. Hi everybody here, my name is Ben Yuko, I'm with the Zola 3 organization. Please watch my current event show every Mondays and Wednesdays when I'm talking about IT, sports, and entertainment. Don't touch that dial. Alright, here we go. Hi, everybody Here, my name is Ben Yuka with Zoan, The Media Enterprises. Welcome to the current event show on this Monday night, May twenty third, two thousand and twenty two. Great to be with y'all this evening. You are getting ready for thi- uh, things to go happen. Um, we're first of all, I'm gonna release this announcement right now. We're then, and I'm gonna read this tomorrow. All of the big thing is we announced that the the, the the Blacks and Technologies Twin City event has been officially been canceled that is what I've got I got the report on it I was up I was up uh, uh, early announcement that they're not doing it so they're not doing the event tonight so they're gonna they're, they're not going to have this go on right now so that is one of the thing things in the whole announcement give me one second please please no oh, okay now let's talk about this twins Swept, that was a big Swept yesterday Twins dominated, Twins did Their thing, Twins were doing Things that they needed to be doing Swept The Kansas, that was an Easy team, but they had Some fight in, them in, in the game That I am very, very Excited, that kind of made us a little bit Very, very happy of them Joe Ryan got A Pitches in he want he got some strikeouts on Saturday I watched Saturday's game um, I liked like to lie. we were hitting coming back with some hits Louise are usual people hitting that also kind of was big on that part coming up that was really really big. So that was one of the things. Um, now, let's take a look. One of the articles, I'm going to read a little bit of this article here. This article I'm going to show you, okay? So, here it is right now. Does anybody regret the Jose Barrel trade right now? It's us read a little bit of this article. Trading Jose Barrow was one of the biggest decisions Minnesota Twins made last summer with a team out of contention. Barrow played a spendable, and the trade trade Blue for a prize with Austin Moore and Samuel Woodson. After a few weeks at the season, the Blue son sent Barrow to a seven-year $131 million contract to send. The drill draw the ink for the Twin family who believed the team could have made a similar offer to keep the right hand around, but in the end this year, that still has a story to tell. <clears throat> hmm. So I can take a look at that. I can I can see the good and bad, but I feel like this is the thing. I think Barrels had a good place to be in at home. So, I really think he, if we can have kept him, I think we would have had a great opportunity around him to see what he can actually do as a Twins player. And that's why I just think that way, that would be, um, where, uh, we get done with barrels, okay? So I think barrels is a big factor in this whole thing. The opening ad has been an interesting one for balls. That barrel has struggled in the first full season in Toronto, and the Twins are struggling to find on The process included has gone to two different drugs, and the blue have found themselves 7.5 games back of the New York Yankees entering Monday night. The barrel did had have him by a remote for That could be a it could still be a win-win. Imagine the world when Twins captain Minnesota did a seller acquiring a rotational debt off-seat for Gray. <coughs> 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 and making these type of free agents sign we, you would expect, they signed Chris Archer to deal in with, with cut, cut, a in the family, but both players have lined up to the building. The Twins have also enjoyed a rapid development curve from Bill Olbert, and Joe Ryan. By starting the bill I was at the top of Wood had the most functional rotation since 2000 when Scott Baker, while Carl Pavano did enough to get to the team. But that's not a high bar, but it is one of the Twins that set over the has several seasons. Yeah, because the Twins actually had a better opportunity when they actually had, um, if we can add, that depth if you had him, Joe Ryan, over, you might get maybe one or two, you actually got something going. We could have had something going on. Yeah, but we also need like a, a high caliber a playoff pitcher. They actually can get run the actions and score. <coughs> but if you get him the pitch six to seven inning for barrels he can actually make a comp- a competition very well be compatible so you 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 gotta have that so i think having him up there is gonna be a pretty good fit and i think that was the the missed opportunity we feel like we had so the twins have to get their competition on point and that's what um, that's what – um, I was, listen- I was watch- listening to some people talk about that t- today. And that's what I think the Twins have to do to get back on track in playoff position. Joe Ryan's good for season, but we got to – but he's not experienced for playoff. But we got to – sure, we have a playoff pitcher so we can teach Joe Ryan. So when Joe Ryan's up in a few years, we can make sure he's up for the tax, And that's something – I feel like we gotta be consistent about doing and working on. It. Okay, so that's where I think that is where I have my stance on this. So you can read the rest of it. I'll just let you do that. But I want to go to some baseball news. Let's play some clips that are coming up here because I think this is very, very. Let's, let's 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 get. Let's get, let's get some clubs played, okay? We're going to talk a little bit of a... Let's take a look. Now they're going to tie it Now let's at something for the Twins quick. And then we'll walk Derek, on.
1: this is a young man that is so dynamic. We've talked about it at length. Now Here the other is. day, Chris Russo and I were having a conversation about the Twins' decision to play Byron every two of three games. We, cause we looked at it in two different <coughs> ways. Tell me how you look at it. That's the most important.
2: Yeah, you know, I think great to be on with you, first and foremost, and talking about Byron's one of the most fun things I get to do in this job, that's for sure. You know, he's somebody who's so dynamic and so talented, and ultimately he's had some, some struggles, you know, staying on the field. You know, from an injury standpoint, he'd be the first to admit that. He's gone through some ups and downs, and he hasn't played over 100 games in a handful of years. We're trying to break that mark this year and hopefully exceed it by a good margin. But in order to do so, we're being thoughtful about how we keep him on the field, how we plan for it, how we respond to his body. Because, as you just said, he's hit 11 11 home runs already, uh, not in full-time play. If we can keep him on the field through the course of the season and, of course, late September and hopefully when we're playing October baseball, that's ultimately the goal.
1: Yeah, load management for sure for Byron Buxton. And Carlos Correa showed me something the other day. He had some comments in The Athletic about, hey, if you're questioning anything about our star player, you don't know bleep about baseball. And Carlos Correa does because he's a very analytically minded, smart player. Speak to his leadership in that clubhouse, particularly with Byron.
0: Well, the, well, that he's actually right. They actually don't know shit. They don't know how. They don't know how his the his mindset is thinking. You people are not reading baseball minds because when I when I look at it as a a manager position, when I used to be a manager for a couple of years. I gotta understand what is he thinking. Because when he's thinking about, okay, I get it. It's just, it's just, it's just people are trying to be so passive. I'm not mad at him. It's, it's just like when they were talking about Donaldson's situation. It's like they're always, they're always trying to. People in the media and everybody, and especially some people in the local media here is trying to get a conversation, say, Um Oh, why we why 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 did he say that? Well, if you if you know some fucking baseball, you will listen, dumbass. You will listen and understand it. I get it. I want you to get it. You gotta understand what you gotta he you have to read his body. You gotta read his body language. A a baseball manager slash coach has to know understand what he's thinking. None of these people study sociology, anthropology. No, sociology, psychology. They don't understand or or anything like wh- related to health science. Nothing with the sciences. Reading your body is very important, and that you got to understand that. Okay? So let's continue.
2: Yeah, you know, we don't do anything without really thinking through it and talking through it and, and, and ultimately evaluating all sides of the decision. And I think Carlos has been able to see that from the moment he walked through the door. He understands what we're doing with Byron, why we're trying to keep him on. Byron understands it. And ultimately those two who lock <laughs> are right next to each other and talk about it every day, everyone's on board with the plan. So at the end of the day, Carlos is, is supportive of his teammates. He's supportive of everyone in that room. He finds a way to impact everybody every day when he walks through the door. And I think he's even elevated who Byron is as a leader just by, just by influencing him with the way he goes about his, uh, his everyday routine.
1: Derek, Carlos is used to winning. He did so, so often with the Houston Astros. He goes to the Minnesota Twins. You guys sign him to a three-year deal with opt-outs, of course, after the first season. Any more conversations about him wanting to stay there? Because Minnesota's winning, and he's a part of that.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And we've made no uh, no secret of the fact that we'd love Carlos to be here over the long term. We recognize it was a unique offseason uh, and, a, and a late sign here with us. But he wanted to be here, and he said as much. He loves Minnesota. Uh, So we'll continue to have that dialogue certainly with his representatives and Carlos. We've developed a really good relationship so far and and we're hopeful that he's here over a longer period of time.
1: You guys are three games up on the Chicago White Sox. I don't need to tell you that, but this is a very good division in the AL Central, particularly with those two clubs, you guys and and the White Sox, who have been fairly banged up. So we got to put that in there too. Is this uh, anyone's division for the taking in your mind?
2: Well, we came into it really with a healthy respect for the White Sox. You know, what they did last year, winning this division, the talent that's on that roster, we still feel that way. Ultimately, they they found a way to grind it out, as you said, through some injuries and, and get themselves uh, right in the mix. Uh, they're not far behind us right now. We get that. And and ultimately, we see the Guardians and Royals and, and, and Tigers and other teams. Those teams are talented teams, you know, teams that are developing, some good young players in some cases. Uh, so we know we don't take anything for granted. You know, ultimately, the standings are where they are. All we can control is playing tonight, uh, ultimately, and, and seeing where it shakes out. But Rocco's done a nice job. The players have done a nice job just focusing on what they can control today.
1: Yeah, you guys lost 13 of 19 to the Pale Hose last year. You've swept them so far this season in early April. Let's speak a little bit more about your pitching staff, because I think people knew that you had the lineup and that it was going to be a lineup that could hit. But your pitching has been particularly impressive. What have you noticed?
2: Yeah, I think throughout the, the group, really, I mean, both the starting rotation and what we've gotten out of the bullpen has been really consistent. You know, with, with Joe Ryan, with Sonny Gray, uh, Dylan Bundy, unfortunately, had Chris Paddock go down with an injury. But the depth that we've been able to accumulate with Josh Winder, a young pitcher, kind of coming up and, and stepping up for us. And Chris Archer coming back, a guy who not long ago was a really uh, top end of the rotation starter in the big league. So everyone's worked to.
0: And I, wanna, I wanted to comment on that part for a second right there because I was very I was very concerned about people commenting saying that you um, if he's healthy and he's there he can do something and I think he's gonna be a, a comparable player but we're gonna see how it goes so right now I'm not I'm not I don't have that much to say but I I'm very impressed of the actions we are we. But we can get, there's areas of weaknesses, we just got to be <clears throat> patient a little bit when we're actually pitching and actually getting the actual plays that we we can make such an impact. And I think that's the big factor of all this, and I just really think we can make that all happen. So just, just be patient about it. Okay. So, so let me just pull it back here for one second here, because I want to. I want everybody to understand that this is such a way that people need to understand this type of momentum right now. So we need to understand that as twins, as twins, but as fans of the twins, we gotta, we gotta be so. I'm strong and so. And right now the the the, uh, the twins are up like four uh one four to one right now. Let me just right now too. So that's also a big factor of all this stuff. I uh, got my commercialization June team. I will be talking about that tomorrow. Let's see some baseball. and us try to pause some baseball in real quick. I got Oh, so, so let me get this, okay, so, I'm trying to get everything ready, okay, so back to what uh, it was, I see
2: Together, tried to find a way to lean on each other I think they fit maybe a little better than outside expectations but in line with what they thought you know as a group that they could go out and do and uh, we're really happy with it
1: yeah you guys lose Chris Paddock you had mentioned that so that was Tommy John surgery how's he doing
2: He's doing okay. You know, I I think ultimately when when you have a Tommy John and he's gone through it once before, it's disappointing. There's just no way around that, right? You know you're going to be down for a year and you'll come back after that. But we have Chris now here for at least the next few seasons, uh, this year and then the next two. So we're hoping to get him back on the field next year, pitching for us and ultimately uh, being another part of our rotation that hopefully will step up next year. Yeah, that
1: ERA there. Is in the top third in all of baseball. You better in the majors and earned run average, but you could still use some help. I'm sure most uh, president of baseball operations are looking at that. Is that a focus of yours right now? Before the deadline, or just kind of looking for maybe another frontline starter to continue to to get to where you guys want to be? Yeah,
2: you, you you never go into a season. I don't think anyone sitting in my chair thinks you have enough pitching at any moment in time. There's always injuries. Uh, there's always setbacks. We need to develop our internal guys as much as possible. Obviously, the trade stuff will come up during the course of the summer. It doesn't come this early, typically. So we'll have those conversations as the summer wears on and try and figure out where our needs are. But right now, I'm really happy with the group continuing to develop, you know, the young players that are coming behind it. And hopefully guys like Bailey Over coming back this weekend and and others that can slot right back in will give us that boost. You mentioned young players coming up. Royce Lewis is one of those players. And what did he do for you in the absence of of Carlos Correa? Just put
1: on a show. There's all the games coming up here.
2: Yeah, we love what Royce brings to the game and to the ballpark every day. We're excited about his future, and we want to continue to develop him with shortstop. He didn't get 2020 because of the no minor league season, and he lost last year because of an ACL surgery. So he's had two years down. We need him to play every day. We need him to go out there. We are going to move him around some to play some other positions because, as you said, with Carlos back, Carlos is an everyday shortstop. That's what he—that's uh, his badge of honor for sure. And we know that Royce, if he's going to impact our club this year, maybe some at short, might need to also play some other positions. So we'll use some time in AAA to get him that exposure, get him that experience, and ultimately see if he can find a way to back onto this roster and help us compete this year. Yeah, 308
1: average. Two home runs in 11 games. Love the way that he's been playing
0: so far. I want to talk to you though about the But you know, but you know one of the things I I it, it, it's is development. We have to figure out what he's good at. So that it it's going to be some time that I'm going to have to <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. study some actual film because that's where I'm gonna have to get some information and see what I can do because it's gonna be very important to understand where his strengths and weaknesses actually are so we got to be ready to take up and take up with the challenge okay so that's why
1: Balance of bringing up a young kid Royce Lewis, and making sure that they've experienced failure as well league level so they know how to deal with it at the big league level it seems a topic of conversation sometimes guys get rushed up what's your philosophy
2: yeah you're spot on alana and i think that that is a hard thing for sometimes fans to appreciate in the moment you know you want to see a guy go through ups and downs one thing that was told to me a long time ago by a by a longtime major leaguer was don't let someone experience something if you can avoid it don't let someone experience something at the major league level for the first time Ultimately, go through some of those ups and downs in the minor leagues, whether it's a new position, uh, change in the batting order, having to hit and run or bunt or do some things off the bench. Ultimately, those are all part of development. And I think Royce, because he did lose those couple of years, we're trying to accelerate that as best we can. He's a talented young man, incredibly athletic. Now we want to refine those skills so that he has the ability to impact us over the long term here in Minnesota.
1: And one more thing for you, kind of related to Royce Lewis, he was in the conversation about the pitch clock. Obviously, they're using it in the minor leagues, and guys have very different opinions about it. And he said that it's always on your mind. What is your opinion of, of the use of the pitch clock, perhaps getting pitchers out of their rhythm, getting hitters out of their rhythm, just kind of understanding the need to speed up the game, but at the same time, making, maybe taking guys out of their comfort zones?
2: Yeah, it's different for sure. And anytime you do something new and you introduce something, whether it's replay or or pitch clocks or different changes in the minor leagues, I think that uh, it's going to be hard on guys initially. But uh, players are adaptable. These are are some of the best athletes in the world, and ultimately they find a way to adapt. We've already seen it with some of the changes at the major league level. I fully expect that, that the players will adapt to a change like this should it come to the major league
1: all
0: right, Derek Bowley, president of baseball operations for the first place Minnesota Twins in the AL Central. Thank you. All right, that is enough of that. Let's just go into other news right now. So, the Mets won by the lot for the 14th straight. It's the longest in the for nearly a decade. By Saturday they said the 5 round the Mets win. The team have a split double against the Rockies and Priestley the round with a win followed by a lot of things. Engender good feeling. They're eager to show awards to return to the hold. they lost and come back and do it again. So, the big thing is they lost a game and they won the game and stuff. So, that's also big. And then, <clears throat> Phillies had a walk off home run against the Dodgers. A big arrow at the tenth inning so let's look let, let's take a let, let's let's watch this Yep, so that was a big feeling, um, so I think that will take place, so let me just throw this camera back to me now, we're going to talk about a couple topics, this is going to be some brief topics and we'll come back here for do the tech topics, tech trends here. One of the topics I want to talk about is VCOM. Just gonna talk a little bit about it. I'm gonna do a full analysis of it tomorrow, so tomorrow will be a real good show. We'll have a good discussion. We'll preview Black Tech Talent, and they were there. But also, I'm gonna talk about VCon first. I'll talk about VCon first and preview the show. Then I'll do the main. I think I'll do the main topic, and then I'll and we'll get into some other black i think it's very very important i think that's in the table here and, uh, and all that in the table so like vcon shows and different things like web3 nfts and stuff like that they were having a big some of the biggest innovators around the world were basically at this event so they're basically having uh, uh, a so doing different things to impact impact the community so it was big everyone had a good time and I took some of the pictures of that looked at some of the pictures of that everyone was having a good time but we'll talk about all the black tech ones that were there. We'll talk about that all tomorrow. But overall event, everyone looked good. Everyone looked fly. Everyone looked happy. Everyone looked exciting. That kind of like, like, that really made the whole day of the event. So did not much to say. Lovers and friends. Concert looked pretty good. Concert was doing good. Some of the concerts were okay. Some of them were up and down. I've seen some of the, the the highlights of the concert. It kind of made me feel like it was like pretty good. It was pretty exciting to see them all come out. And that is also... That makes things look pretty good. So, you can't emphasize that type of hatred and getting everything... And plays and being so ignorant about it. So good to see some '90s artists out there in two K and some. They brought like a couple artists, like I think they brought out Illa Molly. They brought out Summer Walker. Summer Walker out. You know that's pretty much. That was kind of like the event that was kind of the idea of the event and Pretty much that's all it all worked out that way So that's basically looking out for everybody to look through their thing So So the next damn next thing on our plate today We'll talk, let's talk a little bit, a couple of, a couple of tech topics here. We're going to talk about this. This AMD battery situations. Everybody can take a look at this article here. AMD believes it can build about a cheap laptop with 10 hour of battery. Just a few years ago, you could fairly find a laptop with an a- AMD chip. Then they started spouting up a few of the best notebooks you can buy. Now, AMD said its chip will feature in two different, 200 different laptop models in 2022. And with the judge revealed, Medoco announced that flex 2022 is trying to redefine the everyday laptop as a buzz machine with decent battery life. We have no idea wherever I d- it delivered on the notion but what it sounds like a good start a new series of Ryzen Lata chairs that come for le- last gen Zen 2 computer cores with the last RDNX 2 graphics on TSMC 6 nm process to deliver over 10 hours of battery on charge all between three hundred and ninety and both runs Windows machines and Chromebooks You will probably wonder what is 10 that like, it could mean anything manifest quote outrageous battery life estimates at the, All the time, but we have frames of reference Most people are used for four to five six and a three nine to six nine, space say AMD technical marketing director Robert Hollick at the minimum. We want ten hours out of these books if, if I'm honest, the announcement gives me a little bit of deja vu. A decade ago, the very same complex tracer AMD was similarly trying to pitch a quad chip with better battery, better gravity, and the way to stop seeing as a cheaper alternative to Intel. But back then, laptop manufacturers didn't take the company seriously. Now it clear the company has cloud over as those made for introduced laptops after AMD power Laptop. That includes one of the AMD set has the longest battery life ever measured and the region band the HB A six five G six with one project configure managed twenty six point one battery life on mobile mod twenty eighteen and arrays a new gaming machine with both AMD CPUs and AMD graphics with its brand AMD Advantage. Oh man, so th- it's gonna be very interesting to see if you can take a look at all these nice computers that they have, and they also got things like so the actual Cor voyagers you can check that out Laverno times with w h batteries seventeen miles thick, so you have all that's going on. So this is a lot of things you can be looking at technology for. So you have to understand that that is all. All the technology that you can actually take a look at all that. All right, and take imagine all that. So you. Could, So um, this is where, uh, so you can read all that. Last one. Microsoft is easily among the best email services out there, especially if you're using your email for what as well. Everyone, but the company is a lateral, especially when Google constantly improving Gmail and newly released. Microsoft 365 is outlet. set to get some pretty neat upgrades. All recent teasing the new Look one client was eventually Microsoft seems to be moving towards a future where everything works in the perfect harmony I mean, Outlook will have a new look and feel messages read a single view for calendar to do emails about future changes Things are pretty good we will check back in the future for more, but it looks pretty good. It doesn't seem like Microsoft is stopping there. According to the roadmap, Outlook is set to gain deeper integration with Microsoft. Other services from around July 2020, a big bonus for anyone to subscribe to the suite of uh, tools. We are adding a way to users to quickly access the do organized YAML community booking directly inside Microsoft. The company says you can also customize this experience by paying for Outlook and Microsoft. The app will be rolled out globally it seems Microsoft must already be inferred into the development game joint the frame. So that's what it is. Guys that's all to the show. Alright guys. And gals and gals. That's all I got for y'all tonight. As all I gotta do this evening here's what we're gonna do Wednesday's show is gonna be early in the morning 9 a.m okay then we're gonna have a current event a black type Building program special we're gonna have one we're gonna have free geek then we're gonna be at this other event and we'll have a black type 1 program special so that'll be on Wednesday you know the Eagle family tournaments on Thursday that the opening of activities will be on Thursday. Friday's show is going to be a little bit of a change. I'll surprise you tomorrow. I'll tell you tomorrow what Friday's show is going to look like. But I got an idea. But we know Black Tech Challenge thing and other news. Friday, I got a good top fun fun topic, okay? So you'll like that. So, guys, everybody, thanks for listening to the to the current event show today. Yeah So Here you go We're out of here